Fight Podcast, hosted by Sergio Vicente. The Fight Podcast is brought to you by Sage Eats. Sage Eats is a Chicago-based healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring company. They deliver healthy, organic, custom meals directly to your home or office. For those of you not in Chicago, Sage Eats also offers online fitness mentoring where your personal fitness mentor will send you four weeks worth of workouts that are customized to your body and your goals. Your mentor is available seven days a week to answer questions and offer support. Sign up for Sage Eats at W www.sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 20% off your first three months. Now here's your host of the FIGHT podcast, Sergio Vicente. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to episode 79 of the FIGHT podcast. I'm your host, Serge Vicente, and we got a really, really dope combo for you guys today. But before I get to that, remember, the FIGHT podcast is brought to you each and every week by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring. Sign up for Sage Eats at sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 15% off your first three months. Remember to follow the fire podcast on all social media platforms at the fire podcast follow me show your boy some love at serge vicente and support the show by checking us out on the website thefightpodcast.com listen subscribe rate and share the fight podcast is currently on all social media platforms but we're also on and more importantly all plaid podcasting platforms man Got to get it out today. But we're on all podcasting platforms, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and everywhere podcasts live. So go ahead and check us out today. All right. Welcome back to the show, man. Uh, we are having still reeling, man, from a, from a great fight weekend. It's funny going back and listening to everybody talk about um, the fight, the fight this weekend with uh, Adesanya and uh, Anderson Silva. People seem to be torn, man. You you see online people talking trash and um, and people are saying, oh, it was a boring fight. And other people saying that it was like the most epic martial arts madness that they've ever seen. Some people feel like they were watching like a, a, you know, life, a real life version of Tekken or something. Um, but all in all, look, man, it was a great fight weekend. All the drama with Javante Davis um, came to fruition. He went out there and knocked out somebody in the first round. And remember, we'll be back this week to do a full boxing breakdown and all of our boxing news, uh, as well as fight news for the week uh, later on this week. And for those of us who've been listening, my boy Brandon Camille is going to go ahead and be back to break down all the boxing action man but we have a great show for you guys today man um at the end of last week man i had a great opportunity and uh i was joined by troy trouble jones so check this out man troy is one of the rising american kickboxing stars and when i say one of the rising stars this dude legitimately has the potential to be one of america's biggest kickboxing stars look he's competed in muay thai boxing internationally and now competes for one of if not the best kickboxing promotion in the world glory 
where he's quickly making his case for being one of the best welterweight in their organization, but also in the planet. He's now currently ranked number nine in their shark-infested welterweight division, and you know he has his eyes set on gold. Um, Yo, we had a great conversation. We talked about American kickboxing on the international scene, his background from being from the Midwest, glory, fighting legends, and so much more, man. Look, I had a great time with this convo, and I know you will too. So with that being said, enjoy my convo with Troy Trouble Jones right here on episode 79 of the Fight Podcast. Hello, what's going on, bro? Hey, what's up, man? Good, good, man. Troy Jones, bro, I appreciate you coming on the show today, my dude. Hey, man, I appreciate you having me, bro. Oh, man, absolutely, man, absolutely. Well, look, man, it's not every day where not only do we get American kickboxers around, a black dude that's an American kickboxer. Man, yeah. thank you, brother. It's about time. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> Let me take my jacket off. Absolutely, bro. Yeah, man, I'm just trying to do my thing. Oh, uh, dude, no, man, you absolutely are, man. And you got a, actually a really unique background, man. Before we jump into that, yo... A great fight this past week, man. You you beat a super tough uh, competitor, number eight ranked dude, Amari. Um, uh, what the heck is his buddy's last name? But, yeah, Amari. Yeah, man. Dude is super tough. He was undefeated in glory, man. Uh, yeah. Tell me a little bit about this fight and his preparation for it, bro. Um, I think I prepared the best for this fight. I mean, I've always trained hard, and that's what I pride myself on training hard. But this time, like, I committed. A hundred percent, no missed days, no corners cut. So I mean, I do I feel like he brought the best out of me, in which now I know what I'm capable of, and now I'm just like, this. ain't nothing gonna be able to stop me moving forward. Man, I mean, seriously, man, it's. Uh, I know you said after the fight, like I said, you have uh, congratulations, you have a baby girl on the way. Yeah, thank and, you. And uh, and you were saying it's funny because I've heard a lot of fighters recently. I mean, you hear like. Cowboy Cerrone and MMA and you know even up to like McGregor everybody says like yo when you have that kid it is an extra like motivation something in you like man. just lights up man how's that been for you it's true man like I don't know what it is but it's true it's like now that I'm responsible for another life yeah yeah I mean it makes me like if I'm gonna do something I gotta do it 100% if I'm not then I'm wasting my time I'm wasting time away from my daughter or if time away from my family, if I'm not putting 100% effort in it. So that kind of forces me to to be overly committed and want to succeed just because I had I know I have someone else that I'm needing to take care of and provide and show it like a positive example going forward in life, leaving a legacy. I mean, I mean, there's a, a multitude of different kind of other reasons where the motivation factor is there, but... I mean, it's just amazing, to be honest. Like, That's what's up, man. Dude, um, Minnesota. Yeah. When you hear Minnesota, I don't think kickboxing. Hey, you know, man, we got a hotbed, actually, man. Really? Like I said, originally you think about, like, I think of wrestlers. You know, you think wrestling, you know, Midwest. I'm from Chicago. You know, we got big yeah. Midwest, you know. But, uh, um, man, how 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 is that at the, the, the Thai boxing scene up there, man? It's actually better than most places. Really, uh, we've built up a, a, a scene, a following that it sells out shows up here. I mean, we can put on shows pretty regularly, once every 
maybe two, one or two, three months, somewhere in between there. That's awesome. And, with that, and that's, this is our standalone Muay Thai show, not even partnered with an MMA show. So it's like, it's really good, actually. Like the past six years the, the, that I've been in it, mm-hmm. it's been slowly and growing and just becoming bigger and bigger every year. And our team is like, I, I feel our team is pretty much responsible for a lot of it because we're always fighting, we're always ready. Mm-hmm. We're always got every show that we have in Minnesota, we sell a bunch of tickets. We're actually out here trying to push it and that's what it takes. Mm-hmm. We got to get our own backyards popping and that way it can all be become a popular sport altogether. Absolutely, man. And it's funny, man, because I've asked people in the past, especially American kickboxers, and I'm always like, what is it going to take for us to be looked at the same way as like the international market we look at you know everybody but you look at europe you look at like thailand and Mm -hmm. i it's for me it's always crazy because i know we have the best athletes right when it boils down to we have the best athlete. look at yourself you're somebody who actually came you played football in college Mm -hmm. you know saying you have made that transition why is it that we we haven't caught it up yet and do you feel like it's only a matter of time yeah, it's a matter of time. Like, look at the past. I mean, look at the past six years. I feel like we've grown, even internationally, like with myself, Asa Tempau, yeah. uh, Becca Irwin. A lot of us, we, Jan- Janet Todd. There's a lot of people that go and fight internationally. And the more we do that, the more recognition that we get. And we also win titles and we win gold medals at these events. So it's not like we're going over there getting smashed and then coming back saying we we won a, a bronze medal. Like we're actually winning gold, silvers, beating tough Thailand, beating tough opponents. So, I mean, it's growing and it's just a matter of time. I just feel like for the whole sport to be thrust into the, like, the spotlight, I should say, is just we need just the people that we got on Glory Mm-hmm. You just need to keep winning and keep keep moving forward, keep climbing the ladders and just proving ourselves when we get those tough matches. Whether we win or lose, it, it's all about being able to, to showcase your talent, your ability, and gain that respect. So it's just about us getting in there and just doing it. Absolutely, man. So, I mean, speaking about glory, it has in my opinion, really risen to being the best kickboxing organization in the world, man. How yeah. do you feel about them as an organization and how do they treat athletes over there? Like, how, how have you felt? Do you feel like at home there? Yeah, absolutely. I feel great over there. I mean, a lot of people Hey, man, talk- I'm not trying to cause no smoke. <laughs> no, nah, nah, a lot of people talk online and, I mean, I'm sure you'll see this, but honestly, my experience with Glory has been the utmost, like, great. Mm-hmm. experience because they they do take care of their fighters like we're not sitting in some shitty hotels getting shitty food like we're getting put in some nice places they're paying us i mean they're flying us out i mean i mean it's great the production level is uh, is a one i mean i don't see another place where they're giving the the, the amount of 
uh, fighters their opportunity to come out and prove themselves like on a on a month to month basis like we put on i think they have a show every month really yeah so i mean that's big and that's like the more shows that we can get the bigger it's gonna grow the bigger more eyes are gonna be seen and just gotta keep keep putting the best product out there and, and i feel like they do that that's and they get good matchups like maybe before like now they've actually gone and scouted the American market, so we're not just putting up just some scrub American that they know someone who knows someone that got them yeah. in there. Now they're actually searching and finding the talented American fighters, and that's why we're starting to show, like, hey, we got some fighters over here, too. Yeah, because originally, I, I mean, when, I, when you first started hearing about Glory, when Glory first came over here, I mean... Obviously, you got like Kevin Ross, Joe Schilling. They bring right over. We're like, we know those right. names, right? Right. But it's funny over the last two years, especially um, with them. I feel like going with the fight pass, and I'm starting to see more and more and more. I mean, look, the fight between you and Boyd—that's two American fighters, and yeah, it was a co-main event. That's pretty. That's big. That's, that's huge. Big for American, American kickboxing. Yeah, man. And look, and and Amari, that dude is dope. Like you guys. I thought you won handily, but yeah. it was still a tough fight. And dude <laughs> yeah, is a right. dog, you know. Um, how was that fight for you? I mean, just in your preparation, and uh, what is your preparation ideally like? Because again, we know about people always talk about like the Thai camps. You know, what I'm saying I'm going to ask you about that because I know you've you know traveled internationally as well. Yeah. But yeah. Um, how is that? In fact, this I'm going to ask: uh, How is the difference between your training here in comparison to some of those like Thai or like Dutch camps? Uh, I've never been to a Dutch camp, but I've lived in Thailand for like seven months. So I know a lot about Thai camps. Um, The difference is I feel like they are. It's super hot. It's hot. Yeah, that's (laughs) one thing. Like you can't. That's always going to be it. Like you're training outside is very hot. So that adds another factor. But it's just what we do. Mm-hmm. They do like a more old school type of type of training where they you like you go run for ten five to ten k every morning every evening. You jump rope twenty. You jump rope for twenty minutes. Shadow box for fifteen. Hit pads. So it's pretty like structured mm-hmm. and and like the language barrier is pretty hard to get over. I mean they you still learn, but it's not if you spoke the language you would learn a lot more. Right. Um, so it's about just being you got to be there and pay attention and you have to like a lot of times like you go over there you got to prove yourself to the trainers so they don't know you're like some farang fighter so so you got to prove yourself to them and then just uh, I mean it's pretty like just traditional like they know what works they're stuck in their ways Mm -hmm. and compared to what I do here it's more scientific based Right. So I have different. I have a personal trainer. Uh, I have a, a speed and conditioning facility that I go to. That I go three times a week. Okay. I'm training about three times a day, like five days a week, and the other days I'm training like once or twice, just give and take. So it's more scientific. Like my diet is way more consistent. Mm-hmm. It's way more for fuel than it is for anything else. Just because we have the access to what I need or what my body needs mm-hmm. in America compared to being in Thailand. So it was a little, just that part of it was really different and difficult for me living there and not having the same amount, the same like foods that I could have here. 
Right. Um, I mean, we do. I do hit pads twice a day, but it's not like I do my conditioning a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. So my pad work is more focused. Like at least one session is more of a focused pad work session instead of like a like smashing pad work session. So right. I, mean, I, I always throw everything with with power and speed, but it's a difference between. Like a conditioning round and just like a regular type ad round. Absolutely, absolutely, man. And but it's funny, man, because everything you say is why I think it's only a matter of time until we really start standing out in in kickboxing. Because I feel like we do just like in MMA, we have incredible athletes, incredible mm-hmm. coaches. We have the science, right. and we have honestly, like you said, like the food, everything yeah. we have here. So it's only a matter of time, man. Um, right. Were you and the a- more people go to like like these speed and conditioning facilities? I mean, they're gonna start to see more out of their training for mm-hmm. sure. Like, cause I'm used to that type of training. My whole life has been performance training, so that it, I, it was just like I needed that. I know I need that to be able to be more explosive, be faster, to, to look fucking shredded, Absolutely. and still be fast, quick, and agile at all at the same time. So. I mean, I think it's a big part of it. <clears throat> Do you feel like your time being a collegiate athlete and playing, you know, different sports your whole life has benefited? And obviously, yes, I'm sure it's benefited you just knowing how to be an athlete. But playing football and playing anything else, how has that benefited you? In how has that been able to translate for you? Uh, just the way that like competing, like football is like it's all about com- competition. Who wants it more? Mm-hmm. And it's a team sport though, so it's more like collectively we got to be on the same page. And fighting is more just me singular, just in the ring. It takes this team to build everything up there, but in the ring it's all on me. And you still have to have that mindset just to be better than the person standing across from you. So that translates quite well mm-hmm. and then just the pressures of just being and fighting in front of like uh, on big stages I mean I don't feel that pressure because I've been I've right. done that I've, I've played in front of thousands of people so that's not something that I feel either mm-hmm. and then also like all the outside talk like everyone like wanting to I mean you get like you get betting eyes and all that stuff like <laughs> A lot of people think you're a favorite going into stuff and like I don't let that get a I don't let that bother me at all because just you gotta be within yourself and know the amount of work that you put in is gonna be the you're gonna see the results when you step on the field or and step into the ring. So absolutely I I feel like all that translates pretty well. And just just the, the training that I've done, the explosive training, like it all Everything in football happens from your hips. Everything mm-hmm. in fighting happens from your hips. So, dope. No, and it's and you can see it, man. Especially with you, you do have a really dynamic style in terms of it's as explosive as you are. You're throwing everything with power, big knees. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And I'm sure if it was Muay Thai, you'd been able to rip some of those elbows. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it, being and it's something that I've thought about again. I'm I'm a black and Puerto Rican dude. 
over here in Chicago, again, mm-hmm. we have decent kickboxing. I mean, Brian Gassaway was my coach for a long time. So there's a mm-hmm. lot of like dope kickboxers who are here. But one thing you've noticed is that, at least I've noticed, that there aren't a lot of, and I made a joke about it when we first got on, like there's not a lot of like a, a black kickboxer. Oh, man, what's up? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Why do you think we've, we, we, we veered to boxing? But it seems like the rest of the More combat money. sports. Yeah, that's a yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, you know, I don't even know. I only got to finish the question. Yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> There's way more money in boxing, and I feel like not enough people know about kickboxing and Muay Thai. Like, I had no idea that there was a pathway or a career path within mm-hmm. this sport until I started to get into it. And even when I was into it, I'm like, oh, I'm good, but how good am I? I'm just beating these dudes that I know in this area. Yeah. What's the overall picture? And then once I started to branch out and be like, oh, yeah, I am pretty good. And like, I just won a world tournament. Okay. Now what? And now this is like, I don't know because I'm my own manager and all this so I don't know really at this point I didn't know the connections to get in within glory or to get in within lion fight or Mm -hmm. these other bigger promotions so it's just like all right so I got to keep making noise just doing what I'm doing and then when I got into a bigger fight like Friday Night Fights I Mm -hmm. dropped the dude like and it's something that I've been doing the whole time but no one was looking so yeah now it's just i got the eyes and now people are like all right this is legit do you feel like that's what's gonna help just elevate the profile of combat sports aside from boxing in our communities is that what it's gonna take somebody who like what is it gonna take for people to actually start noticing you know yeah we're on fight pass yeah you know i'm talking about kickboxing in general yes it's yeah, on fight like pass black people like the black community though yeah yeah like what, what is, what's it gonna take for us as people to be like oh yo that dude is legit you know like i feel like the black community they're gonna support you when you're on top so when i get there i mean we'll I, I mean hopefully i can pick up some people along the way but i don't think not until i got the belt that will happen or someone I like that. i mean honestly i wish i could give you more detail but i honestly don't know i feel you hey A man like said, we're, like we're all brainstorming here man like <laughs> and i'm just like i'm more like i can talk shit but i like i'm more humble in the way I approach things and I ain't trying to, I ain't flashy, I ain't trying mm-hmm. to show no jury, I ain't trying to buy no jury. I do, but, I feel you. Yeah, feel so you. it's just like, I don't know, we'll see. That's what's up, man. Um, I, I will say that one thing that I absolutely noticed after your fight uh, this past week was the, the, the amount of respect um, and grace that you and your opponent showed to one another, which I think is something that in you notice a lot more in kickboxing than you do some of the other combat sports. Yeah. Um, it, I think it's for me personally, I look at it as because of win or lose, your body's tore up when you get done. Right. And yeah. you know you've been in there with, so, you know, doing something. Right. Um, for you, what do you feel like that it is? What, what is it that makes that, you know, why, why, why is it that much more respectful? Is it just the martial art aspect of it? You know, I think it comes from like a lot of us come from a Muay Thai background mm-hmm. and within Muay Thai, the Buddhism culture is is in is in Muay Thai and just respect and just being humble. That's that's how most Muay Thai fighters are. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like once we can make the crossover to kickboxing, a lot of us still keep those traditions that we picked up from Muay Thai and like just the mutual respect. Like I know 
even in boxing, like everything's a show, MMA, everything's a show. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure after the cameras are off, they paying respect to each other, no doubt. Because you you got two men going, two men or women putting in all this work for eight weeks on end and you step in the cage like you got a lot of respect for that person just for being just showing up because mm-hmm. a lot of people they talk a lot but some of them they won't even show up to the weigh-ins or to the fight so yeah you gotta like especially coming up being like a high level amateur going up like people drop out of fights all the time yeah so yeah. it's like when you get to a point where like either everyone's gonna show up and like be professional, like man, you, you got a lot of respect for that. That's what's up, man. Um, again, man, thanks for your time, bro. Like I said, I have a couple more. I'll let you get out of here, man. Um, you've been able to, to train internationally and, yep. and, and and compete internationally. How is that? I mean, that is something that I know for we all grew up watching like kickboxer and and all these other movies and being able to go to a foreign soil really compete against some of the best of the best man how how have those experiences been for you i mean they just shape shape the way that i train Mm -hmm. the way that i my confidence levels um like just my my ring iq like everything after fighting and, and competing and training internationally everything raises up to another level just because like everyone's already so good mm-hmm. you know like you're seeing what they're doing and you're like picking up certain things like all right this guy does this this guy does that all right, right. i can probably mix in something here and then like sometimes like the first one i won the whole tournament and I'm like man I'm fucking good like these dudes are all pros <laughs> like I'm all these dudes are pros that I'm fighting against and I'm like a 16 fight amateur yeah I'm like yeah I got this so I can like give me confidence like to come back home and be like man I know I'm good enough to hang with these dudes so it's all about putting in the work studying looking at these dudes and seeing where they from seeing how they train that's what's up man um, yeah I'm a super I'm a student another game so I'm always watching film watching opponents watching old fights new fights anyone in my weight class I've watched hundreds of hours on them already alright so I'm gonna say that, I'm gonna ask you this I'm, like I said we're gonna do a couple rapid fire ones to get you out of here um right. with that being said you are a student of the game which I always appreciate who who has been what legends one do you love like are you like favorite and what legends would you love to compete against uh my favorite all time is danny bill from muay thai there we go kickboxing it's either tyrone spong or ernesto who's yeah someone that i want to compete against nikki holskin dude that'd be a fire fight bro man yeah Um, oh that'd be great yeah, I mean that's the one dude I would definitely want to compete against. Okay, that's Cosmo a... Alexander would be another one. Yo, you're about to say, ah right, man, I don't know if Cosmo want the, want that trouble after his last fight, <laughs> man. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh man, that's my guy, but oof. Right, yeah, Bro. man. Stuff like they like those two are still fighting. I would love to fight them, and I was kind of upset when Nikki signed with one, and. Dude, I was too, man. Because I, I, I don't get it twisted. I love one. I think one is is really doing great things. Right. But there were so many matchups that were still there, 
And mm-hmm. uh, the only one that's really there for him at one is Yats and Clyde. If he can fight, yeah, you know, yeah, I'm I, okay. I'm cool with that. Like, but after you fight, yeah, come they back got over there. I'm sure they got a bunch more people, but I don't know who they got. <laughs> like this, the welterweight division is glory. If uh, the best Thanks. in the world, that's glory. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent, man. Um, mm-hmm. What's it to this point, man? What has been your favorite fight that you've had to date? Man, I have to say the last one. Like it's always, I mm, the last one was. I feel like I displayed a lot, but um, mm-hmm. that's just, I, hey man, yeah. like I say your, your I favorite one's it. the next one you got coming. There it is. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I do. I do like. I always feel I can get better in every fight. I watch a hundred times before it's the weekend is even over. So I always know where I can get better. So I think like that's just the last fight because that way I can learn the most. That's what's up, man. With Troy, Trouble Jones, brother. Yes, Thank you so much for your time today. Where can people find you, bro? Uh, on any social media platform, just Troy Trouble Jones. That's what's up, man. Well, look, my website man. is Trouble Athletics. Trouble Athletics, man. Well, I put that in the show notes and everything, man. Troy, if I ever get up to to Minnesota, bro, I say I got to train with you, man. We got, I got, yeah, I got. I'm coming to Chicago or not Chicago, Northern Illinois next weekend. Where at? Uh, I'll be at the Northern. Illinois Combat Club. Oh, you know what, man? One of my guys was telling me about that. I was actually might end up being there. Well, if I do, brother, I'll make a point to introduce myself, man. Yes, sir. Absolutely. With Troy Trevor Jones, man, thank you for your time, man, and and absolutely good luck for the rest of your career, bro. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Hey, send me this when you're done with it. Oh, absolutely. Yo, like I said, as soon as I get done with it, man, um, I'll actually send you the episode, and uh, I'll I'll go ahead and I'll have all the social media stuff for for you, too. All right, bro. Cool. All right, fam. You have a good one, bro. All right, later. Yes, sir. Peace out. All right, all right, all right. This is the Fight Podcast. And yo, thank you so much to Troy Trouble Jones for joining me on today's show. Like we said, if you haven't already, check him out. Check out his last, his past fights with Glory and his social media page at at Troy Trouble Jones, all social media like that. Um, Yo, that was great, man. Again, I hope you guys really enjoyed that. Uh, for the rest of this week, um, this week we have fight news coming at you guys. I will break down this epic. I know I say it all the time, man, but yo, this epic fight weekend. We have fights on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So we'll be breaking those down. We also, like I said earlier, have Brandon Camille coming back on the show. And he's actually going to help me go ahead and break down all of the boxing news of this week. And we have so much more heat still coming, man. Um, but yo, with that being said, this is Serge Vicente. I always appreciate you guys, man. And thank you so much for joining me on episode 79 of the Fight Podcast. And salute to Troy Trouble Jones. Like I said, man, go ahead and check that dude out. He is the real deal. Um, and remember, guys, the Fight Podcast is brought to you each and every week by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring. Sign up for Sage Eats at sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 15% off your first three months. Remember to follow the Fight Podcast on all social media platforms at the Fight Podcast. Follow your boy at Serge Vicente. Support the show. Check us out on the website, thefightpodcast.com. 
Thank you guys once again for listening, and I will see you next time right here on the Fight Podcast. Deuces. Deuces.